You first came on a Sunday morning. Boko Haram invaded our village and started shooting at everything and everyone. But they were not successful in taking over our village that day because we fought them until evening and they left. The following day, they came again in the morning and returned in their hundreds. We tried to defend ourselves. Those who had guns shot at them. Those with cutlasses and axes fought too. But at that point, many of us were injured or killed, so we had to flee. God made a way for us to run to Pulka. On Monday, June 2nd, 2014, members of the Boko Haram terror group killed about 400 people in Goza local government of Borno State, northeast Nigeria, in what has now been known as the Goza Massacre. But there were survivors, and this is their story. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Goza is located 135 kilometers southeast of Meidoguri, Borno's capital, and is one of the areas that have become under grave attacks by Boko Haram since the terror group's inception more than a decade ago. Goza is considered vulnerable to recurring attacks because of its proximity to Sambisa Forest, which infamously serves as haven for members of Boko Haram and now the Islamic State for West Africa province. 56-year-old Hamza Gakafa flashes back to the incident like it happened yesterday in Pulka, a community also in Goza. He and his family stayed at the military base for about 40 days. Some residents of Pulka gave us food. Even the soldiers assisted us with food and things we needed. But then we decided we wanted to go back home. We knew that eventually they would get tired of us, but the soldiers told us not to. We had left our farm, which we were about to harvest, so we insisted. So they let us go and accompanied us back. When some of the survivors went back to their homes, the terrorists had left and the locals settled back into normalcy. But their fight with the terrorists was not over. Hamza says the insurgents continued to occupy the village, but in smaller numbers. And they usually fought them off and handed them over to the military personnel in Polka. This became a routine and the soldiers frequently visited to check up on them until one evening when one of their district heads received a call from the soldiers ordering them all to flee again. It was midnight and it was raining heavily when the call came in. The soldiers said that we should not let the sun rise. We should leave immediately and go towards the border of Cameroon. We left our homes in that rain and walked till we came to a huge river. I picked a long stick and dipped it into the water to see if we could walk through it, but it was too deep. Whatever it was that made them refuse to concede in their several encounters with Boko Haram fighters did not make them give up at the banks of that deep river either. The men, women and children 
linked arms together and swam across without anyone drowning, despite the turbulent flow of the water. For a year after they were ordered to leave Goza, 46-year-old Sefiratun, who is also a survivor of the massacre alongside other internally displaced persons, settled in a school right after the Cameroonian border. There was no food or assistance from the Cameroonian government, but as time went by, we began to ask for jobs from the village's residents. Sometimes when we got jobs and got paid, we would put the money together and cook a big pot of food for everyone to eat. Even if one had just a spoonful, at least we ate. More people, escaping terror attacks in various parts of northeast Nigeria, joined them at the border. But this aggravated the Cameroonian troops overseeing the Nigerian refugees. But one day, the Cameroonian soldiers brought large trucks and loaded them with all the men, including Sefirato's husband, claiming that they were taking them to the community chief's house to get food. For two weeks, we did not see or hear from them. We kept on hearing rumors that they had been killed. Out of fear, Sefirato gathered her children and left the school they had been living in, and they trekked through bushes and mountains for three days. When they eventually reached a town, with people going about their normal lives, as Sefiratu once did in Goza, she was intercepted and questioned. She later found out that she had walked to the Madagali area of Adamawa State. We were not taken to the chief's house to get food. Instead, we were driven through a dark path for hours. I don't know what would have happened that night. While they were driving the trucks, two men appeared wearing white garments like angels. If not because they blocked us, I don't know what would have happened that night. They ordered the soldiers to return us back to where they picked us from or take us to Sour Day where Nigerian immigration officers would receive us. That was how 78-year-old James and other men who were taken found themselves in Adamawa through Mobi, where they spent a week before going to Fufuri. Then, the state government took care of them, giving them food items and other relief materials. In June 2022, Exactly eight years after the massacre, thousands of locals who fled various communities of Goza due to terror attacks returned to their homes to pick up from where they left off. James admits that he too wishes he could go back. If I hear that my village is safe, I'll leave everything I'm doing and pack my belongings. Today, if someone told me that Boko Haram boys are no more, before sunset, I'll be in Goza. There is no place like your village. Anyone who leaves home, home has left them too. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. This story was scripted and reported by Zubeida Baba Ibrahim and edited by Hawasha Finuho. Produced by Atahi Rujibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Akila Jibrin, Rokaya Said, 
and Isaac Oritogo. The senior producer is Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humanangomedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida. <laughs>